You're listening to Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 26. That's how the light gets in. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello, and welcome to Messages from the Middle. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're listening to this episode on time, September 20th, uh, today's kind of a big day. Today is my mother-in-law Madeline's birthday, so I want to wish her a happy birthday. It's also my niece Lily's birthday and my best friend from years ago, Stephanie, is getting married today. So two happy birthdays and one happy wedding. And I'm really excited because I get to be at the wedding. I'm so excited to to be there. Also, before we get into the episode, I just want to make a plea one more time that you leave a rating and review for me on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a big difference on who gets to see the podcast, who finds out about the podcast. And another great way that will be helpful is to just share the podcast take a screenshot, put it in your social media stories or wherever it is that you do things. Or even if you just are listening to an episode and you think it would be helpful for somebody, just send it to them. It would be amazing. And once again, it is still Suicide Awareness Month, September. So once again, if you didn't get the memo the last time, episode 14, Your Story is Not Over, or your story isn't over yet, I believe that's what I called it, is all about suicidal ideation and just information on suicide, suicidal thoughts that I think a lot of people don't know and don't think about. And so I just want to get that information out. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, I recommend that you listen to that one as well. All right, let's get started. This week's episode is a little... It's a combination of a lot of different thoughts that I've had kind of just coming to me and they haven't ever really like gelled into a full and concise thought. And as I was thinking about these different things, I realized that they're all kind of, they are all related. So I hope that I did a good job at bringing these different ideas and thoughts together in a cohesive manner. A lot of times things make sense to me and then I start talking about it and I realize that maybe that isn't how it works for the rest of the world, but let's just see how it goes. This past weekend, I had the privilege of attending the first ever Gather Conference. It was two days of learning and feeling all the feels and really just feeling so much love. Gather Conference is a conference for LGBTQ members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or 
adjacent, and their families and those who love them. It is, as I stated, the first ever, and it is the first conference and gathering of its kind. It was really quite a miraculous event, and I don't use miraculous ever, so that's saying something. The presenters at this conference were either LGBTQ or family members, usually a parent. In most cases, it was a parent, but people that have walked through the valley of this community. They've been there, they've seen it firsthand and and had these experiences. So I'm not even going to begin to compare my experiences with those of the LGBTQ community. There I just just so we're clear. <laughs> it was an experience where I realized that I thought I knew how hard things were for people, but as I listened to story after story, I was humbled and overwhelmed by the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical struggles that this community goes through. A thought that I just kept thinking was, boy, you think you know, but you have no idea. There was another phrase, word, that I heard over and over again. And I actually wish that I'd kept count of the number of times that I heard somebody use the word broken. Somebody said, I felt broken. I was broken. I thought I was broken. And every time somebody said that, my mind just kept going, you're not broken. You're not broken. And I would even say it out loud. Like I'd kind of whisper it, you're not broken. (laughs) But then there's another thought that I think about a lot that goes, I actually have it written on my mirror in my bedroom. And it says, there are cracks in everything. That's how the light gets in. And that quote is by Leonard Cohen, meaning we do all have cracks and some level of brokenness. And that's how we're meant to be. It's actually a good thing. It's through our cracks that we learn and feel real love. Each of these speakers that shared a story of feeling broken, they would then share how they found light eventually. And they shared that it was through hope and love and learning and finding the source of pure love. Learning that we are all loved no matter what. None of us are ever so broken that you are unlovable. None of us are ever really just so broken. Every single person is inherently lovable just by the nature of being a child of God, just by being born on this earth. And if you believe in a different God, source, energy, whatever, you are a child of light and goodness in this world, just because you are, you didn't earn it. And it can't be taken away from you. So after last weekend, listening to the speakers, I was able to get a pulled back view of what giving these destructive thoughts power does to a person. But even better, I was able to see and listen to how each of them found the light that came through the cracks and how they found unconditional love 
self-worth, and healing. A few months ago, I worked through my negative life sentence of I am broken with my therapist. He has this really great way of working through and questioning these life sentences that you live by. You break it down and then you create new thoughts that are believable to you. It reminded me kind of of things I've learned in the life coach school as well as the work of Byron Katie. So you take a thought and then you ask yourself about its truth and you question it and then you ask what else you could believe. And through that, you create new life sentences and write those everywhere and think about them. And I did a painting and I will post it on my social media. Maybe I'll even make it like the promotion for this episode to talk about, you know, what my new sentences were. And these are my new sentences. There is beauty in my brokenness. I will make mistakes and I have the power to make them right. I am capable. Behaviors and outcomes don't define my worth. My mental health makes me stronger. There is beauty in my brokenness. Those phrases were there to teach me that, yes, there are cracks in everything and that's okay. Not one of those new sentences was, I'm whole and perfect and everything's great. They were more about what this what these cracks mean and how they're okay and they're good for me. I have these cracks because I'm human, living in a human world and cracks are part of the beauty. When I would go to my grandma Ruth's house, I loved looking at all of her little knickknacks and and china and porcelain things. And my favorite were her figurines that looked like they had little tiny cracks all over them. And then just this last Christmas, my son bought me a tea set and he told me that he picked the very one that he did because it had all those tiny little cracks all over it. And then there's also the Japanese art of binding broken pottery together by filling the cracks with gold. And that makes the item more valuable than it was before it was broken. It's called Kintsugi. So I can't really go any further without talking about my faith. And I know that there are many who listen to this podcast who share my beliefs, and there are many who don't. And all belief systems are welcome here. The key for what I want to talk about is that spirituality and a belief in a God of your own understanding and knowing that we are all united in a purpose and under a higher power And that higher power has a love for us that is so pure and deep, you can't even begin to describe it. That's kind of the foundation that I'm working from as I continue forward. And if finding a higher power is a struggle for you, that is also okay. It is. I just want to talk about kind of what I believe and what I believe will be helpful working through this thought of brokenness is. For me, that higher power is my heavenly parents and Jesus Christ. Just know that no matter what you believe, the unconditional love is there. It's a universal law more real than any law of physics. I found for myself 
and from others' experiences with negative self-talk and self-worth. The only way to defeat these demons is through belief in a higher power. The second step in Alcoholics Anonymous is to recognize that a power greater than us can restore us to sanity. And from talking to friends who've had the most success in sobriety, they all say that it's their belief in a higher power that has kept them sober. And one more thing, if you do continue to struggle with your mental health and addiction and feelings of not enough, this does not mean that you are not faithful enough. Not at all. Once again, there are cracks in all of us. And for some, those cracks create bigger problems than others. But your faith and your relationship with your higher power, it's not a competition and it's not measured on a scale. If you have even a spark of faith, it is enough. And that's all that you need to start to heal. That's all that you need to find a way out of believing that you are fundamentally broken and just understanding that you are imperfect and that's okay. And another thing that I have found is that when people share openly about feelings of brokenness and talk about their cracks and where they are and what they are, it only makes you love them and understand them more. It's called vulnerability, folks. <laughs> Brene Brown talks about it a lot, so I won't go into it too much, but key phrase, vulnerability is strength, not weakness. This was my feeling as I listened to people share stories from their past while I was in the treatment center. And it was definitely my feelings last weekend as I listened to people share their stories. I literally wanted to walk up to every single one of those speakers and hug them and thank them for sharing their journey with a room full of strangers. For teaching us that what we may view as broken shows up as strength. I wanted to thank them for teaching us that what we, what you may view as broken shows up to others as strength. After all, the love of God is filling in all of those cracks with gold, if you allow him to. These thoughts of brokenness are what bring us to our knees, to reach to the heavens, to find answers, to really dig deep into who we are and whose we are, to learn about higher love and bring it into our hearts and help us to love ourselves better and love others better than we ever could before. There's another theme that I picked up more and more listening to people share their stories. So many people believed that the way to heal their brokenness was by fulfilling a checklist. I heard a lot of people saying, if I just checked all of the boxes, and I definitely see that. We see that in religion, in mindfulness, in wellness, in physical health, in nutrition. If I just eat this way, if I just exercise more, if I just do, you know, check all these boxes, I will be perfect and then I will be lovable. I heard that over and over again. 
And I'm not saying I don't believe that some of these things are great. I believe in a lot of these things. I'm a big proponent of prayer, meditation, drinking water, going for walks, grounding, reading scripture, reading enlightening books. But I've learned at the end of the day, it's not up to us to make ourselves whole. And guess what? That's the good news. Because of who we inherently are and whose we are, over and over as I listened to these speakers this weekend, I heard of how they found their creator in the struggle to fix what they thought was broken. And what they learned is that they don't need to fix their brokenness. The real work has already been done. And also, you're not broken. There may be cracks, but you are whole. All you have to do is allow to let the light in through those cracks. So I had a mini light bulb moment as I listened to each speaker. And I realized that there's been a theme with so many people that have shared their stories of mental health struggles with me. And then also what I heard from these speakers. And it usually went something like this. I thought that if I did all these things and checked all the boxes, that I would be able to fix everything and I would be perfect. Followed by (laughs) then 2020 hit. And all of my structures and everything I'd been trying fell apart and I crumbled. And then I really had to dig deep to find out who I really was and lean on my savior to find peace. And once again, I'm putting in my faith and my religion, but you can put in whatever source or, you know, higher power you believe in. And this is a generalization and kind of like a sum up of what so many people said and what so many stories I heard. But that was a light bulb moment for me. And I realized because I too have blamed 2020 for a lot of problems in my life. Everything that I was doing didn't work anymore. Everything that I had held so tightly to fell apart. I've used that 2020 as a as a scapegoat for a lot of my mental health faltering. But the reliable moment that I had as I was sitting there was maybe 2020 happened so that we could all learn that life and love and God's love is not transactional. I think so many of us are following a set of guidelines and approaching prayer and checking boxes like a vending machine. We do these things, we get these results. I do this, we get these results. I can't tell you how many people I've heard say, I did everything right. Why did this happen? I have said, I did everything right. Why did this happen? And I think we needed a shakeup because we were relying too much on this idea of put in a couple coins, push a button, get what we want a transaction. We had to learn to travel a harder, longer road. And we all had to learn to love ourselves and others so that we could learn the love of God really and truly. Many people found their way to light and love by walking a bumpy, hard path. And there are still some people standing where the vending machine is supposed to be, wondering where it went and 
wondering why things aren't working out because they did everything right. The lesson for me is that many of us have tried to fill in the cracks by ourselves by checking those boxes. And that's not how the master artisan works. What we really need to do is notice where we are broken and love it anyway. Then take our broken parts to him who is able to make us more whole than we could ever do on our own. And just so you know, this is my work to do. So many of my episodes come from things that I am working on and thinking about and really wrestling. Wrestling is the right word in my own life. And I have big work to do on this one. I have a great wall of China around certain areas of my heart that I'm not willing to even look at, let alone offer it up to be healed. And I bring this up to say, we are all in the middle of our stories. In some way, we're all in the middle, no matter what our story is. And maybe we've finished a chapter, but there's another chapter to follow. Or maybe we even finish a book, but the next volume is going to come. Because we're always in the middle of our story, and it's always going to be a journey. And that's what it's supposed to be. How many people would have loved reading a book about Bilbo Baggins staying in the Shire and reading his books. No one would have read that book. No one would have watched that movie. It would not have gotten any, no, (laughs) that's not the story that we want to hear. All of us have a story and that story has a beginning and a hero and a challenge and a bigger challenge and eventually an end. But then we just move into the second episode. So we learn what we can and we progress where we can and we notice our cracks and know that you're still lovable and that you aren't broken. You're just allowing the light to shine in and illuminate more of your story. And I want to hear your story and so do other people. So if you're willing, I would love to have you tell your story on my podcast. So if you are willing to talk to me and share your story on this podcast, find me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. It's at child songbird, or you can send me an email. And that email is wendy at messagesfromthemiddle.com. I want to thank you so much for being with me today. Doing this podcast is my favorite. Please know you're never broken and you're always lovable. And You matter and you are loved, no matter who you are or where you are in your story. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time. When I'm walking.